Welcome everyone to the Becoming a Creator podcast. I am joined by Brandon, who's been a Twitch partner since 2016. We actually had Brandon on the podcast just over a year ago, and he shared a lot about his experience of crafting his authentic identity in the space, and also just the breadth of experience he has about building community online, in person, um, and we dove a lot into that. So if you're interested in that, dive into this. Today, I'm really excited to find out, Brandon, what's been going on for you in the last year um, and get into more about your story and how you kind of became a content creator in the first place. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm happy to be back. Uh, there is definitely a lot that has changed over the last year, which is uh, pretty exciting and also uh, kind of scary at the same time. But yeah, I'm super excited to kind of uh, dive into um, all that. So yeah, hit me with what you got. <laughs> what are some of the um, the big things that have happened? Like what changes have happened in the last year for you? Oh, uh new job uh brand new job just started a few weeks ago so now i'm i'm back working in uh games uh which i've been really excited to get back into uh, right now i'm the community coordinator for a indie company called triple topping games uh so we have a game coming out pretty soon called dead pets unleashed which is like uh this punk rock band is trying to do their last chance on like trying to make it big um and so basically you're following their story and the main character gordy um is like you know doing all these different things and like going on dates because like you know her parents are wanting her to get married and all that kind of stuff and take things seriously so it's like a really cool game that's coming out pretty soon uh and then also i i believe i moved the last time i think i was in my other apartment maybe or maybe not i can't remember but uh yeah some stuff's changed with that living situation and then um i got a brand new management <laughs> within oh. this time frame so i uh, switched it up and uh kind of finding more of a focus on like like a lot more social media stuff and content creation um i definitely have over the last like month or so really learned how to uh create and like edit my own like short form content which i wasn't really sure how to do it but i've gotten like you know a lot of practice because now that's what i had to do for work from like you know my company so uh, i've been doing that with like you know their content and my own content so it's been kind of cool to like dive into tiktok like fully uh you know for my personal stuff and then like as a brand as well too so uh it, it's, it's definitely interesting uh seeing all the cool stuff that i've been able to uh like knowledge i've been able to gather and just like go with it with this new this new position so yeah <laughs> how did you find that i mean is it in the your past job was it like a break from being in the games industry and everything and then you kind of had this separate life or is it as now is it all one like yeah is it nice? how do you feel about it I, I i'm really really grateful i gotta say that because like one of the things like you know at my a previous job I, like that's one thing that i really did miss and i was just like there's something about working in games and being around like the rush of like a game about to launch and like you're getting everything together with like your team and it's like getting everything together like this is the first time in a long time that i was like really excited to work on like just like a project like this and then playing the game myself and like you know usually if you're like uh you know you work for a company and yeah they're coming out with a game you're like okay i have to play this game for work but i sat there and was playing through the game and i'm like this game is really actually pretty good like i'm not just saying that because i work for this company like this game is really really good um so it's been really cool to see like a lot of feedback that like i put in and like other people have put in that they're actually putting into the game too as well so um that's one really cool about working with indie studios because like we can literally do whatever we want like we don't have to worry about like you know the triple a the higher ups like being mad if we decide to do something wild and and kooky um uh, because this game is very 
full of kooky moments and mini games and stuff like that. Um, one of my favorite mini games is like you, uh, you go to a hot dog stand and you're creating a hot dog full of like different ingredients and like the characters are like demons. So there's like worms and like different stuff like that. It's, it's just, it's just a wacky game that is just like, I, I can't wait for people to, to see the whole experience. So <laughs> yeah. you mentioned that, that a, uh, the experience of kind of being in something with a group of people. Mm -hmm. It's so fascinating because like a content creator, even though you had shared last time that like you're, you're really good at building community, it's still a pretty mm -hmm. lonely, yeah, lonely job, right? I mean, you're mm -hmm. in these four walls and even though you might have hundreds or thousands of people watching, you're in these four walls. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you're not really driving like real connection of like in a shared common goal. Mm -hmm. And I can totally see what you mean by like, it's so awesome to have that. Like sure, content's amazing, but having that experience of building something, creating something with a group of people yeah. can, can be really awesome as well. Yeah, especially the finished product when like once it's over and then like you get to like look back and be like, yeah, we created something really, really cool. It's always like my one of my favorite things about like just like working in games and it's just nice to get back into that space. And like, you know, I've just been kind of getting re-familiar with like, oh, OK, like, yeah, I remember going to these events and like now like I'm starting to get ready for some of these events I've never been to, like Gamescom. Um, I'm supposed to be doing that, uh, possibly doing um PAX West this year for the first time in a few years. So that's going to be pretty cool. So I'll be like representing um, our game and stuff in our company. So that's cool. I'm like really excited. It's like one of my, my passions, like that was like working in game development was like, um, you know, my second passion when I got into like my whole career and it was definitely something I missed. And I remember I was just sitting there like a few months ago. I was just like, I just really want to work in games. Like I don't want to like leave what I'm doing, but like, I don't know. I, I really want to get back to games and it just kind of fell into it. You know, someone reached out to me. Uh, it was like, hey, we're looking for somebody to fill this position. And I was like, I get to stay in Chicago, right? I don't have to move anywhere. And they're like, yeah, you can stay there. I was like, perfect. Uh, so it's worked out pretty well. So I, I'm pretty happy with it. So it's been pretty cool. If we wind the clock back a little bit. You mentioned this wasn't your first in, in, in game dev. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, did you grow up in Chicago? Yeah, I've lived here my entire life. Uh, so I have known nothing else. Uh, the only times I've ever been able to get out of Chicago is like when I did start, when I started doing content creation and I was going to like different conventions and stuff like that. Um, I started to see, oh, there is more outside of the world besides Chicago. So uh, it's been really cool to see like just all the different gaming events just like all over the world that like happen. And I guess I didn't realize it until I started doing content creation of like how big gaming is besides like me playing like my Nintendo in my, my living room. <laughs> I was a kid. I can totally, I, I played uh, League of Legends <laughs> competitively for a couple of years and yeah. that was my world i only knew competitive gaming in league of legends mm -hmm. and then when after that chapter of my career i was like oh my god gaming is so much bigger there's like yeah billions of people playing games around the world and they all yeah. have their own like niches and cultures and like mm -hmm. all this yeah. going on um i i wanted to talk about like how did you get into the game industry in the first place like how did mm -hmm. how did that chapter start well, luckily for me, I, I was a streamer. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, because I was already streaming on Twitch at the time. And I was like doing, I was doing a lot of social media, like, like work for a while. This was like before like social media was like big with brands and stuff like that. So I was like kind of in the beginning of that. Um, and so at the time I was working for, what was I doing? Oh, I was working for um, the Illinois Lottery. So basically I was the person who was on Facebook and Twitter, like, posting the numbers of like the winning numbers of the day for the lottery. And I got a lot of old people who would yell at me because they're like, that's not the right number. <laughs> and I was like, I, I work, I have, you know, I, I'm the person who's supposed to get, like, I know the numbers. Um, and so at the time I was like, yeah, I was doing that. And that was like, you know, I was doing it for a job, but it was definitely for experience as well. 
Um, and I think it was like, I saw like, there was something about like XSplit at the time, like I was using XSplit a lot for a lot of my uh, broadcasting and all that kind of stuff. And, um, I know they were talking about like looking for somebody who was like in the U S who would like be able to like work for them and like do a lot of their social media and support like in the U S which I kind of already knew the product cause I was like using it all the time. So it was like very easy for me to kind of like talk about it. So I decided to send in my resume um, and I remember they like sent me an email talking about like, hey, like we'd love to have an interview with you. Uh, so I snuck downstairs on my job and I did this interview and I was like, oh, I'm just going to take a quick like lunch. I'll be back in like an hour. And I was downstairs doing the interview and that was very bad of me to do. But I hey, bet I was, the, Ill the <laughs> Illinois lottery folks are listening to this pod and they're, they're like, gonna be so it, bad. I knew something was up. <laughs> and so I, I was doing the interview on the phone downstairs and, um, you know, I didn't hear back for them uh, for a little bit. And then, yeah, this was around the time I had, I just gotten partnered on Twitch. Like, and then the next day they had called me back and they're like, hey, um, yeah, we would love for you to join us here at XSplit. And I was like, oh, I guess my life has now changed. I'm now a Twitch partner and now I'm working in the gaming space. And then, yeah, from there, I was like, I worked for XSplit for about a year. And then um, that was when I decided that I did want to start working in game development more. Um, and so that's when I went to Versus Evil. And that was like my very first experience, like working in in games and then like, you know, learning like like that at the time I felt I had a lot of imposter syndrome um, because like I was like, oh, I'm this streamer and like, I was like in meetings with people from like Sony and like Xbox and like all this kind of stuff. And I'm sitting here like, well, I shouldn't be here, but like, you know what I mean? Uh, but it was, it's just, it was just that like coming straight from streaming into, you know, the gaming space, like in like the, you know, gaming industry was such a big like eye opener for me where I just felt like, wow, I really jumped really far than I, I expected. And, uh, but that job really taught me a lot about just like, you know, how video games really work and like you know people who don't know like how the process of like how long it takes to you know create a game and go through all the process of like play testing it and all that kind of stuff and getting the marketing and advertising ready for that um it's a lot you know so but it's, it probably, I, I love it it's great it probably gives you a lot of empathy um because it's so easy and so common for creators mm. just to shit on developers yeah all especially the if there's time. delays and stuff like that yeah delays or it's just like it's a new game and it didn't hit the mark or whatever yeah. and like everyone will just bash the developer yeah and you probably have a lot of empathy because you know the people that are on the other side of that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that are yeah and, and their I, ass yeah and I've, I've definitely dealt with like you know not that great of launches before um luckily it was like too like on my fault it was more of like other people's fault uh, but like yeah I, I definitely feel empathy for people who like you know they have a game come out and doesn't does it hit as they were hoping it would and it kind of sucks especially when it's like you see a lot of creators who you respect and know who may like not like it and like you either had to kind of just take it or just be like okay well you know what can we do to fix this and hopefully it's fixable that's all, what i always say you never know but um yeah hopefully it's fixable but yeah it, it i do have empathy for people who like have like really hard launches when it comes to that because like you never know what can happen and just like especially like when people have different systems if it's like pc like you run into those issues too as well because someone will be like hey i have this custom pc that has like all these like crazy mods on it and all that kind of stuff and then you realize oh our game does not work with this now we got to figure out how to fix it so it's like little stuff like that so yeah, yeah. <laughs> how would you um there's a lot of folks that are listening and they're trying to they are looking to become a creator mm -hmm. and they're not, most of them are not in the industry. They're in like mm -hmm. some job that they're not that excited yeah. about. Um, yeah. You've continued, you're a partner for the last few years and you're still continuing to have 
job. Is it a full-time job, part-time job? Uh, yeah, full-time, yeah. So you're continuing to do that. Do you feel like that's a sweet spot, or do you feel like you would want to be a full-time creator? Like, how do you... I I like I love being in between both because uh, like uh, when I was like not I, when I was like out of work for a little bit I hated like having to stream to like make money and make ends meet um, I feel like I do my best work when if it doesn't feel like a job and I'm just like there to like have fun and so um, now it's been a lot of um, just like it's like it's, it feels nice to stream and just stream for fun and like i don't have like uh i do have a set schedule but like sometimes i don't go off of it too as well and like luckily my community knows like hey if brandon's on we got to be here now because he's not here every day so might as well take advantage of that which is yeah i, I do appreciate that because like there every time i always in my head i'll right before i hit the go live button i always say to myself like oh no one's gonna show up like i haven't streamed like since yesterday or i haven't streamed in a week like i don't think anybody's gonna show up and i always get surprised when that first person pops in and says hey hello what's going on like okay the anxiety of that is now over like someone is here um but yeah it's it, it's 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 definitely a thing for me but yeah i love being in the middle of that like having you know um being a creator and also like working in in the gaming space because then I get to see both sides of everything, which is great. Um, I don't know if you know. Do you know um, Doug or, or uh, sorry, Good Game Bro? Uh sounds familiar. So he, he Facebook um, gaming. I believe, he was right? he was on Facebook gaming for a while. Okay, but he, okay. he's gonna buy yeah. different platforms. Um, mm -hmm. But he was really doing well as a creator, and I was like, dude, why don't you just pack this in? Like he mm -hmm. he was working full time for two K, and I was like, you've got so much going for you as a creator, and he's like. Yeah. Yeah, man, but I have a family and like mm -hmm. I love what I do in working for 2K and I, I love um, being a creator and like I don't want to give either up and I, this yeah. security and the stability that that um, too yeah just makes it, like I don't have to worry and I can just mm -hmm. be free and, and as you said like it made him for him a better mindset like he could just yeah do both and it's so interesting because I'm like you could feel send it and but then that's also like. That, scary as hell yeah that's time. that that is the scariest thing and that's why i i decided to kind of uh branch off and try to uh, find a job in the industry as well so i would not run into that because i never want to be like so unsure of where my money's coming from or when can i pay my next bill especially with content creation because it's so up and down and people come in and out and like you can gain support you can lose support or like you know you never know what could happen so um i've always been on that mindset of like okay i have to have a, a secondary plan just in case so you know just having that like full-time job on the side along with content creation has been so helpful because like there'd be no way I'd be able to pay all these bills on content creation alone. Um, so it's just like, it's it's more relaxing to me to just be able to like create content and like have fun with it and not worry about like, oh, like maybe that's not hitting as it should or like I don't have like a thousand subscribers or a thousand followers off of this. You know, like when I see the successes of just like things I put out there and it, it does hit, it just feels that much better too, especially when it's like, I'm not like, not depending on it to hit it's just like I, it just happens. i can see that like it takes the pressure <laughs> off yeah and then it, almost like anything is a win so like that one mm -hmm. person shows up it's like a win versus yeah. it has to be you know a couple hundred people else it's mm -hmm. it can't pay the bills and it's just yeah. like yeah i could see how that would would definitely help i know it's not for everyone mm -hmm. having to juggle both mm -hmm. but i can see how it can help especially on the security side because it's just yeah. month to month can be super inconsistent if you if you were um other folks that are looking for spots in the gaming industry mm -hmm. they're streaming they're maybe they've been doing it for a couple of years they're finding some success but it's not enough to go full send into content just yet and they're thinking like oh i would love to get a job in the industry 
Mm -hmm. Is there anything you would share with them or just like yeah. thoughts that they should think about when they're coaching that? Yeah, uh, I, I will always say LinkedIn is your best friend. <laughs> and a lot of people think like, like, oh, LinkedIn is like, it's not that great. I found most of my jobs I've had in the industry via LinkedIn. Um, there's a lot of posts from like gaming studios who are always looking for somebody. And there's so many different departments when it comes to that. Um, like I like when I was looking for a new position, there were so many like just um, jobs that were centered around like working with creators or like live stream broadcasting and all that kind of stuff that I was like really shocked to see. I was just like, oh, there's like so many jobs on here. Um, another one that is like really directly for gaming industry people or people looking for jobs is uh, called Hitmaker. I believe their website's hitmaker.net. Hit, hit marker. Is it hit marker? Or hit marker. Yeah, hit yeah. marker. Yeah. Uh, so they, yeah, they have a lot of uh, industry jobs on there too. Um, I mean, you could go to a lot of, uh, a lot of the gaming studios, like, uh, career pages and they have a bunch of stuff like that too. I, I applied to several different ones like Sega and Square Enix, but that, that required me to move. So I don't want to move. So that was also there, but, um, and then like the, like if you are in the industry or like whatever, there is a great group that's called gig, which is, uh, the games industry gathering, uh, which was started during, uh, 2020, um by a few people in the gaming industry when like we can go to events and stuff like that so that's a great group that's like you know they post a lot of like job postings or like they also have a section for people who are content creators who also want to kind of like uh, learn about getting into the industry as well too so that's a great um network too of people who i've been able to connect with and and gotten to meet in real life too so it was like that was great too like seeing people online and then like going in person like yeah did we meet like um like at gig it's like yeah good to see you yeah <laughs> Yeah, it can be so intimidating, can it? It's like, oh, I don't mm -hmm. know anyone, and you don't, and then that just stops you doing anything. But really, mm -hmm. it's just like it's like one foot in front of the other, and it yeah. creates those opportunities. You mentioned the uh, imposter system uh, syndrome that you had mm -hmm. when you first got that offer. You were like just becoming a Twitch partner, and you, and you yeah. How um how did you overcome that? And like for people that are like, I'm not good enough to get a job in the games industry, right? Like, how yeah. can they work through that? I think for me what helped me out a lot was because i had to remember of why i was hired in the first place so it was not like oh i'm just here because like you know i'm brandon whatever i'm a twitcher and like they, i was hired because of like what i was bringing to the table and like you know the kind of ideas and and things i was coming up with and um i remember like my last like what was it my last event that i did with like versus evil when i was like going somewhere else and i was like sitting there and i was like looking back all the stuff i did with them and i was just like wow, like I came up with these wild, crazy ideas that I would not have like ever thought of if I didn't do content creation, which always has helped me with my creativity. And just being like, wow, I really did these really cool activations for these different games. Like one of my favorite ones, I was talking about this with a friend the other day, is that like uh, we were working on this game that basically um, it was called At Sundown. It was like a four player, like top down game where basically you could not see the other people unless you like attack them. And so all the weapons were like, you know, lightsabers and stuff like that. And so I did a activation at, uh, I think it was like PAX East, I think, or no, PAX South, where we, I took, a, we took a bunch of creators to, it did laser tag. <laughs> because that was one of my ideas because i was like well let's it's so like the good. game it just it was just like really cool to kind of think about and i was like okay so from from now on and any sort of like career path that i go on i know that i um i don't have that feeling of imposter uh, imposter syndrome anymore because of like i i was here for a reason and i am able to create like these kind of things so like now i don't have it anymore i'm just like okay well i was hired because like you know creativity is here in the in the, in the brain <laughs> I mean, it's true. I mean, like, yeah. You're literally a creator, so you're creative. You're 
you're more creative than most people. Yeah, the box. Yeah. I also just see creators as like a Swiss army knife. Like mm -hmm. you do like 10, 10 plus different jobs every yeah. single day. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I have a, I have a friend, Megan, uh, who uh, was like also a content creator. I've known her for so long and she, uh, she used to be a host on GameStop TV and started working for Xbox doing their broadcast, like being a producer for their broadcasting and stuff like that, just because she was a streamer and she knew all that kind of stuff. So um, jobs are very much out there, especially now and like how streaming has like kind of become such a big um just like yeah it be, has become big and like people are looking for like you know broadcasters to help them with their with their live streaming events that they they want to do and stuff like that especially like in esports too um when like they're doing like the uh, productions for that to like like live streaming and stuff like that too so yeah it, i always say that yeah. to new creators who are they have this like pressure on themselves like i have to make it as a creator mm -hmm. i have to like it's, you know, i gotta get this many followers and things like that and Mm -hmm. I always kind of encourage them to think of it more as like a long-term view and that yeah. you're building skills. You're building yeah. a lot of different skills mm -hmm. and those skills create opportunities to do a lot of different things. And you yeah. never know where that path is going to go. But what is often the case is it will create more opportunities than if you st stuck in your small hometown doing the same mm -hmm. job for the next 20 years, mm -hmm. taking this bet on yourself will create more opportunities. And yeah. I think it's like it's when you realize that and you're like, oh, I could become an editor. I could become a social media manager. I could become mm -hmm. like a XXXYZ thing. And like that gets them really excited about like the potential of choosing this because mm -hmm. content creation is not easy. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> so that's why I, I've always thought like, yeah, that's why I took the second path just in case. It was it, like I always wanted to have like that Easter egg. It was like, okay, well, if I don't make it as a streamer, then I, I at least have a job like in the industries where I can still work with like streamers in that kind of aspect or just like in games and stuff like that, which both have, are still working. So it's like I got to say I, I have been blessed to still be like relevant in like 10, almost 10 years later since starting this, like a long time ago. So um it, it is pretty good it feels pretty good to like still be doing this and i don't have any plans to stop so y'all have to deal with me for a while <laughs> <laughs> there's probably um attention and i sometimes wrestle with this is like your voice and then the brand voice mm -hmm. um because like brandon can be with hell brandon wants to be yeah and yeah. when you're a brand and you're representing a brand voice there's like this weird layer and filter that comes that like yeah. you wish it didn't come but yeah. it kind of does come yeah. How do you approach and, and deal with that? Because it's something I'm wrestling with as well. It's like, how mm -hmm. do we give the company a, a voice, but it not just be like, you know, this kind of corporate -y PR voice? The, the, okay, the, uh, that's so funny because I just had a conversation with that with uh, my coworker uh, the other day because we were trying to figure out, because we were having this conversation about like pride and how to talk about it. Um, and we both were kind of like, uh, like we're tired of seeing like corporate pride like you know like happy pride da, 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 da. like you know we see it every every year so it's like the same thing so we're like and i like we were trying to figure out like how to do it without seeming like it was a corporate pride thing and then at one point i was like after we got off the call i was thinking to myself i was like i really feel like we're like overly thinking this now so like let's just like post this really simple thing that's just like <laughs> like it's some silly thing i came up with and I, I showed it to them and they were like oh this is funny like we were really overthinking this it's just like and luckily for me i work for a company that's like very outspoken and very just like balls to the walls like you know not corporate at all which is great uh that's why i fit in very well like i literally just 
<laughs> Sorry, I just thought about what I just created. A lot of the content that I've been creating for, for my company has been pretty wacky in a good way. So it's like been pretty fun. But I basically... <laughs> I made a video where basically, uh, like, in the game, we have a plant that you can, like, water and, like, you know, grow. And the plant is called Satan. So so in the video I created, it was like, oh, be gay, inhale Satan. And I posted that. And that's fine. You know what I mean? But I was like, that was funny. I love that. I was like, okay, thank you. But luckily, I've been able to, um, with, with this company, like, I, 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 I try to put on my customer service voice because i used to work in retail for a long time so like i know where it's like okay i need to cut it off where it's like okay i'm speaking on a brand's point i don't need to i can't go too too wild with it um but this company is so like oh yeah like let's just like let's like meme let's just like meme whatever we want about pride if we want to it's like oh yeah perfect yeah that's totally up on my eye i could do that um so luckily with with this company they have been very open to my kind of suggestions and creativity on different things that i've like come up with um, which has been pretty fun. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you, you mentioned that. And yeah, I totally recognize like the corporate stuff that happens mm -hmm. every year. And it's weird because, like, I, you know, I'm the CEO of a company and we have a team, and you know, someone else runs our social. And I also feel that way is like, I want to be supportive, but I don't know how or what because I'm not a part of that community as mm -hmm. much as I know friends that are part of that. Mm -hmm. And like, how does a company or even a creator approach that if they're not a part of that community? That might be a hard question for me to answer because I am a, like I am a part of it, so I don't know what it's like to not be a part of it. But I I, I think when it comes to like people who are not in the community, when it comes to like uh, like Pride Month in general, I think highlighting creators who are in the community is really great. Um, showing support is always like what is necessary um, when it comes to that because like like you know there's a lot of really bad stuff happening right now um within our community which is like you know we don't have to get too much into it like if you're, if you're paying attention to this you can see it um but like showing support and like highlighting you know creators um uh, within the community i think that's very helpful in general um and just like kind of being mindful of like what is going on because like yeah like you know corporations like to jump on this month and be like oh like rainbows everywhere but like it's it's things are not great right now um but luckily um you know like things are not as they were years ago but it's still not as easy as it can be because it's like mostly because like we are being used as a distraction for 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 other things that are happening so you know just just gotta keep that in mind basically <laughs> yeah I, I think about this when like obviously we were talking a little bit about it, like the nick situation that happened the last mm -hmm. few days blew mm -hmm. up he really put his foot in it um mm -hmm. And my take is he had no idea what he was talking, what he was commenting on, really. And he, mm -hmm. I think he didn't understand the implications of the tweet that he was putting out, um, mm -hmm. and the platform that he had, mm -hmm. and how that could have been perceived. Yeah. And I think this is true for content creators in a lot of different areas, where they'll comment on something that they are really just have no information about or informed about, mm -hmm. and it can be really damaging to people within that community. Mm -hmm. um, this can be true for, um, you know, different countries, different cultures, mm -hmm. politics, you know, whatever. In this instance, LGBTQ and where he, where Nick just made a comment on something I don't think he was that informed about. Mm -hmm. Do you think he should just have not made that comment or he should have like maybe asked someone to like learn more before making that comment? Like what, mm -hmm. what should have happened in this case? Um, I think in general, I think if anybody with that size of a platform 
you at that point, I know you probably have a PR person, you have someone, it's not just you doing it by yourself. If you have like a million followers, there's no way. Um, I think with that, like you have a responsibility for yourself to not just willy nilly saying things. Um, Cause like you do have a platform that people are going to see what you're going to say. So I, I, I don't feel like that was much of an excuse, but um, I, I know, I don't know Nick personally. So I, and I know of him, um, but I think the, what he did say uh, is definitely harmful because a lot of like, that's like I was saying, a lot of the falsehoods and things that are just literally being made up to just like kind of be against us when it's pointing the wrong way. Uh, that was wrong. Um, and I feel like, especially during this time of month where like he got some stuff pulled, which is like probably not anything to him, but people are probably going to be mad about it. Um, I think, Time and place was like horrible, like especially during Pride Month. Like, I don't think you should have said anything at all. Uh, I think, I don't know him as a person. I can't really speak on that. But like me, like having to read that and being like, it's 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 just wild for me to see someone with such a platform say that so publicly and then be like, wow, you're saying that about me. When it's like, I... I, I can guarantee you none of us even think of these wild accusations that people are trying to put on that just random just like stuff from the media this is just wild but like to see that was like very kind of offensive and then seeing like my friends who are um lgbt who were looking up who looked up to nick who actually responded to that and saying like you know i'm really disappointed because i am a fan of you and to see you say that really hurt me as a person within this community i think that i think as a creator with like such a big platform you have to realize that you don't necessarily always have like only heterosexual people who are following you. Uh, there's probably there's probably people who you you literally don't know who may be LGBT who watch you and 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 respect you and saying things like that that is hurtful to people who who do do that. And I think that's one thing about creators who sometimes forget like you don't know every single person who follows you you don't know their background you probably don't even know who they are they might be lurking just like just just a fan of your work um so i feel like saying things like that it's just like that is really harmful just in general and like i think he should have like i don't know if he really feels like that he could um but like if you really want to not <laughs> upset a bunch of people maybe that was the time to not say anything at all you know uh that's why i said if you don't have anything good to say just don't say it like like if I don't know what like how you feel about certain things when it comes to that, I won't ever know. That's fine. But like when you say it out in the open, and then it feels like, um, especially if it's like a company that I work with, and the same person is on like the roster with me, it makes me then feel like, well, how should I feel comfortable if this person is saying this? And I'm also working with you all. So, um, yeah, I think someone anybody with a huge platform like it is your responsibility no matter what to be to know what you're saying to your audience or people in public like especially if you have a million followers everybody's gonna see that no matter if you're like saying it publicly or just like to someone in a tweet so yeah yeah i, I agree mm -hmm. with that like you when your platform i think you should have the responsibility at any level but especially mm -hmm. as your platform gets bigger you mm -hmm. should you inherit the responsibility of being conscious of what you're saying Mm -hmm. Whether you like that or not, it's just a part of the job. Yeah. Um, I don't agree that every person has a PR because like, I know people with millions of followers and they don't have PR teams. Like it, that would make sense too. Um, he, he's like <laughs> really chilling on sense. his sofa yeah. with, with his phone and being like, yeah, 
that that's how he's going through his DMs and stuff like that. Yeah, so he, that's pretty true. Um, <laughs> they don't have team, or most of them don't have teams. But mm-hmm. um, I do agree. Like time of the month, like or it's just time of the year. Sorry, is mm-hmm. to choose the, to be the thing that you like um, say, and you are yeah. not that informed about it. Yeah, he could have handled that totally differently. Mm-hmm. Is there anything he can do? Like, I, I personally am not a fan of cancel culture. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. not. Um, mm-hmm. I believe that people that humans are um fallible and like we're mm-hmm. all flawed yeah uh, all of us and we can choose to get better and we have to learn from our mistakes and get better and better and get better i hope that's what everyone kind of thinks um mm-hmm. or at least i'd like to give people the opportunity to get better what could nick do if anything is there anything he could do or is it um, is it just gonna blow like he's gonna be like a month and goes by and this is like one of the cycles like what do you think oh i feel like he's gonna be fine <laughs> i feel like he like he he'll probably like lose some support in like some ways like for small but i don't think it's gonna be enough that he'll lose his entire platform for it like even with what he said like there's obviously people who agree with it which is not great but uh i think he'll be fine i but i honestly feel like that is what he how he really is i feel like what he said is that's how he feels um i like and me personally i don't really care to change people's ideas about that if they already feel like that. If it was like he legitimately like wanted to understand, then yeah, like reach out to somebody. Like there's like there's plenty of us out here where you could talk to us. Um, but like I I've in the past have dealt with so many different creators. Obviously, I'm not gonna name them who are like top ones who like when it's come to situations like this. When I I have personally tried to talk to them about like, hey, let me explain to you of like how this looks from this perspective from someone who is like you know you're talking with and one ear out the other so it's, it's like if, if 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 they're willing to listen i'm willing to you know try to um explain and talk to them about it but if it's like you're already setting your ways i don't want to waste my time and plus i'm like 34 years old i don't need to teach a grown man how to like be respectful to people like that if you're like setting your ways that's what it is but i think if you do if you are willing to listen like there are people who are willing to educate and, and some people are just who may not have ever grown up with someone who is lgbt or anything like that or just may not understand the implications of like some things that you say that are really harmful which i i do feel like there is room for growth when it comes to that i i don't think that someone could be so like not like you can't forgive them if they're willing to learn but if they're just so obtuse where they're like oh i don't care what you say i'm just i'm gonna say how it is then you know it is what it is but if he's legitimately like wanting to learn like how to be better then hey i'm here (laughs) i'm willing to talk (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know right i don't know nick personally so i don't know Mm -hmm. what was going through his head um uh but i i do hope that he chooses to learn mm-hmm. um from this and chooses to learn like and takes the time and opportunity i don't know what he could do like other than just like full ownership like i think he should speak to a couple of people in the space that he clearly yeah. doesn't speak to regularly um yeah. that is he, always he should speak to he should speak to you for sure um <laughs> and then just develop an understanding and then mm-hmm. just say hey like i mean i don't know again i don't know him personally and what his motivations are if that's truly what he believes and truly what he thinks is mm-hmm. you know his version of the truth or whatever then I, I totally appreciate you saying like that's not someone's mind that is worth changing or, or willing to change mm-hmm. you've only got so much energy um and you want to direct that energy in a positive way for your yeah. friends and your family and your community yeah. so like yeah. um i totally get that yeah <laughs> yeah because like it's just i i guess with me like the whole big thing is because i there's 
I deal with that all the time. You know, I deal with, with, with people being hateful. Like I dealt with it last night. Someone came out of nowhere who <laughs> on Twitter just was like, sent me this Bible verse. and basically was like, you could turn, you could, you could turn back to religion. I was like, you are the reason why I'm not with that. So, um, it, like, it, it's something that I will always have to deal with, uh, as you know, who I am, um, unfortunately, but I, 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 yeah, I'd rather spend my time on people who are willing to learn, who may not understand. Cause I like, trust me, like, I don't know all of like, uh, everybody like in the communities, like how they have to deal with life. And that's how I learn. Um, yep. And a lot of my friends who are within the community who like maybe transgender or lesbian or bisexual and like I don't know what they deal with and I learn a lot from them and it helps me to learn how I could be more supportive and um, an ally to them because like I will never know what it's like to be transgender because I'm not. Um, so yeah, a lot of my friend, my real friends here and just like people who have fallen in line, that's really helped me to kind of open up my own knowledge because I, I could definitely say that I was very, very ignorant when I was younger because I like, I only knew one kind of thing and that was it. And I didn't know a lot of people within the community. And then once I started opening up my own mind and, and meeting new people, that really helped me to understand like, okay, there's more that I could be doing that I wasn't doing before. So um, yeah, it's all about like growth and and wanting to allow yourself to learn because like, I feel like we could always learn something. Every day is a life lesson in some kind of way, you know? Yeah, I think for a lot of creators, I mean, I, I can speak for myself when I was becoming a pro league, like I had my small town kid in Scotland, right? I wasn't exposed mm -hmm. to anything. I was yeah. just playing like a silly amount of League of Legends every day, like 14 hours a day. <laughs> I didn't really care about anything or anyone else. I was just uh -huh. so focused on being really good. Yeah. And I didn't know any, I didn't like really know anything else. Yeah. And then suddenly I've got, you know, a couple hundred K followers and I'm like, I am, have this platform and I have no, I have no life experience whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Like none. Yeah. I, was, I haven't worked a real job. I haven't been, I, you know, and met other people that are not mm -hmm. like, so it's like, it, it, I think there's this, you need to accept the responsibility and then you need to know what you don't know mm -hmm. um, and be honest about that. Yeah. And then just not comment on things that uh, yeah. you don't know anything about or seek yeah. to learn about it. If you really want to have an opinion on it, mm -hmm. seek to learn about it first. Mm -hmm. Very true. Very true. And and that's why I'm, I'm very, I guess, open-minded, especially um, like, knowing that not everybody has the luxury that like like growing up in chicago i was just i was surrounded by everything so like I, I had to learn about like everything very quickly early on in life so i i've been accustomed to just knowing about just different situations and how to handle myself in different situations uh, but like not everybody has that kind of environment so it's like yeah someone could grow up in a small town and may have never um seen certain things so that's why i am open to like if people you know may have like a lot of people find my stream and they're like you know i love watching stream because it's just like it's just relaxing or it's just like i just love that you are just you just you're you love being you love being okay with making fun of yourself or letting us make fun of you uh so like it's stuff like that you know um i do realize like you know not everybody has the luxury of just like being authentically themselves and sometimes they get to see how they can put it in their own kind of spin so they can feel comfortable with them themselves because I, I trust me i was not comfortable when i when i first started this stuff uh i was like trying to maneuver my way of being like how am i gonna do this in in this gaming space because you know it was brand new to me so we've made it work <laughs> it all, it, i mean it feels like a, creators always feel this no matter when you're at different levels you feel these like um ceilings that you can have to break through Mm -hmm. I mean, I imagine for you, and correct me if I'm wrong, like yeah. you, you didn't 
you know, set out to be an ambassador for change or a voice of the like the community. Mm -hmm. It just it, did it just happen, or did you intentionally yeah. go like I want to I want to be this? It was a little bit of both because, like when I yeah when I first started out. I didn't I didn't know or see anybody who was like me or who identified as me so it was it was very much like well I I want to be what I wish I could look at you know what I mean so like people who come behind me they're like okay so like I can I can you know I could do this too cuz this person's doing it um so that's why it's been so cool to for the last like few years like seeing like the people who have become like come behind me and being like wow like I, and it hasn't been just me to like open doors, but like I know that I've opened up some doors to like to some things, and just seeing how there is it's more accepting and like people working with brands and like uh, being in campaigns and stuff like that, and it's just like really cool to see. Um, but I had always said if I if I did have a platform that I would I would use it to voice my opinions and show support and also um, you know. Um, acknowledge like others around me too as well like my peers to make sure that we all are like together in the same kind of space so it's not just me like you know propelling or, or going forward it's like no we're all doing this together because um yeah i feel like yeah you get all the way to the top but it's kind of lonely at the top if you don't have friends around you <laughs> so that's how yeah. i see it yeah no i feel like with you you strike me as someone who's like very true to you mm -hmm. um, which i think is really powerful like i, I mean yeah. you're 34 you're a little you're a little older um you know, went through those phases, I'm sure, of, like, wrestling with that. A lot of people do. I know mm -hmm. I did. Yeah. Um, if someone's really trying to find themselves as a creator, is there anything you'd share with them? Because it feels like you're often chasing, like, views, and it's, like, in this niche, and you're like, oh, I got to create this, and you start to yeah. lose a sense of yourself when mm -hmm. you do that. Yeah. Is there any perspective you'd give to a creator who's navigating that? Oh, that's, that's such a good question. Um, I think for me is, like, like I know some like you don't want to reveal everything about you on the internet because you don't know what you know who's watching. But like I feel like if you're very true to yourself and you you really like try to do the things that you want to do, it will really um will come out and show your passions. Like I like two years ago I wanted to learn how to DJ and I was just like, okay, well, I'm gonna try to this experience on Twitch and, and like see how it works. And like the first but like my first kind of figurings out of like how to work the DJ decks and stuff like that was all on Twitch. And like my learning processes of how to do that was all on Twitch. And like, you know, I really, that was my first audience was like, you know, people on Twitch who would like come by and like, I couldn't see their reactions. I didn't know. Like, so that was always like the, the big thing for me. Cause I was like, I'm playing this music, but I don't know if people are actually liking it. <laughs> they've, I don't like, know. Got it on, they've got it on mute. They're yeah. I was like, like <laughs> they have a mute? Like, do they have a mute? The on, they're like clapping. I, yeah. The I, like, I'm like, just on mute. I, yeah. I have no idea. Like I see, like, I will see emojis in like uh, the chat. I'm like, I think that's good. I hope so. Um, but like from that, it was like, you know, that was me showing my passion of like, I really wanted to do it. And then when I, once I started doing it like live in person, it did translate into seeing people's reactions and like i really learned that i love to perform and 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 seeing people like really excited to like dance to the music that i play and then being able to like do a really good job and like to see how far i've come like i'm playing my very first music festival next sunday and that i like awesome. yeah yeah and i started i started learning how to dj on twitch two years ago so it's like really it's really wild it's it's really wild to see like from the computer screen to a stage <laughs> something i just never i don't know it's always weird seeing my name in a flyer i'm like oh i'm I'm not i'm not just a twitch streamer anymore <laughs> that is really cool i was gonna yeah. ask you about 
um, goals that you have coming up, like mm-hmm. things that you're excited about. That's sweet that you're doing that. You've got the yeah. game launch coming as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the game. Well, like, okay, I shouldn't say win. <laughs> Just in case there's a, a delay, I don't want to say win, but it's supposed to come out this year at some point. Um, and then yeah, unexpectedly, like a lot of the DJ stuff has has revved up a lot. So uh, I've been playing um, a lot around here in Chicago, um, and uh, you know I've been involved with some some cool competitions, DJ competitions here as well too. Um, and yeah, just like, I'm just trying to grow, but like my next thing is just like, try to get out of, out of town gigs and stuff like that. That'd be kind of cool. Um, but you yeah, totally, you should totally, when I'm trying, don't, that's, when that you go is, to Gamescom, you should, um, you should yeah. hit up like a bunch of the brands and be like, Hey, I know yeah. you're going to have a party. Like, yeah, you need someone to DJ it. And then you're like, I don't need, you don't need to pay me a ton of money. Like, I'm just happy to like, yeah, well, they would have to pay me a ton of money. <laughs> yeah. No, but I know I, that's, that's what I really want to do. So that's like, uh, kind of like on the plan for like, like these events and stuff like that. So like, I know like companies like throw parties in there looking for a DJ. So that is those kind of things. Um, cause I, I did that at TwitchCon last year. So, um, hopefully if anybody wants to book me, just let me know. I could play well, mostly what you like. <laughs> That's yeah, whatever you want. I got, I, got, I can play whatever I, I can you figure need. it out. <laughs> I, I can make it work. Just give me, just tell me what kind of genre, and just give me like a week, and I can pull something together. <laughs> yeah, I um, I want to kind of wrap. Is uh, you mentioned like creators working with brands, mm-hmm. and um, I think you have a really unique perspective on this and balancing that mm-hmm. authentic voice as a brand. A lot of creators that listen to this will do sponsor videos and, and sponsored um, content for brands as a, just a way to kind of make money on the site. As they're doing that, like I know the, pre- the process can be pretty painful because mm-hmm. like you're going back and forth with the brand and you're like, oh, but you should really do it like this. Mm-hmm. Is there any advice you'd have on just working with brands in that process of like helping the brand see your vision, but then, you know, the brands kind of really firm on their guidelines? Mm-hmm. Okay, this one's kind of hard because, like, I feel like I only work with brands who just kind of understand me. You know what I mean? So it's been kind of hard to like, like, not have that situation. Well, have that situation happen where brands like, hey, we're gonna need you to tone it down a little bit. Wait, actually, no, that's untrue. That's that has happened. <laughs> it was it was a one off thing. It was with it was with a brand where basically like, uh, it was very friendly, family friendly. Um, and I knew this going into it, but like the situation that ended up happening was that like someone wrote, like, I think it, they wrote something like, oh, hell no, or something like in the chat. And I read it out loud. And then like the brand was not happy with me just saying that. And I was like, well, I, someone said that I was reading. That's how Twitch, like sometimes you read stuff out loud. Um, and so I don't know, basically I feel like it's just so, so much easier when a brand already understands you and you, it's someone that you're already working with, like. Um, a great example from like who a brand who really knew me well that I was working with was like Amazon um, Luna where basically they knew I like I DJed and so they tried to incorporate a lot of stuff that like I already was doing they knew I was like a retro collector so they like implemented like hey let's do some uh, retro like uh, activations with you so that was pretty cool and then like me we're, like having that back and forth I think if you have that great dialogue with the brand that's going to be perfect, especially explaining like your creativity. So they understand it more. Uh, but if it's like just a brand who's just like, well, here's our guidelines. You just need to follow this. And this, I, I feel like that's just like not good. It's just not good. Cause it's like, it just shows like they're not really 
um there for the creator just trying to get numbers basically because like that's a that's why like you know sponsors go after you know creators because they want their creativity to show to their audience like what makes them different to have their audience want to buy their product so if a if a brand is not up for that then they are not a brand for you <laughs> yeah there's that. a challenge because like, i can see like creators go well it's a paycheck it's experience yeah and, but you also just really need to know what you're getting into because yeah. i've seen some horror stories where it's like it's 300 bucks for this yeah. video mm -hmm. and like you go through pain for multiple weeks of yeah. like iterating on this and you really need to understand like is that really worth it mm -hmm. um i've had I to turn down certain things like that too just because i was just like ah uh, like if if it was yeah like i've had to turn down certain activations where it was just like the brand just didn't know what they wanted and so they were trying to pull it out of me and i was like well i don't if you don't know what you want i don't know what i could do for you so like it's it's yeah it's it's kind of like a give or take and i guess it depends on the situation but if it's like a brand is basically trying to have you create their entire activation that is also just like I, yeah i pulled out of that too and i was just like yeah i i can't do that like it was it was a lot of money but it wasn't worth me like trying to create their own activation for them and then if the, if it if i end up doing it and they don't like it then it's on me you know what i mean so um yeah sometimes it's not yeah, i think that, that comes with like your perspective too <laughs> yeah. like you've been in the industry now for, for mm -hmm. a long time so you've kind of seen these things play out i think a lot of new creators are just like ignorance is what they just don't know and, and they get themselves in these situations they feel like they can't walk away from mm -hmm. um and i think in many ways give away their power uh yeah yeah at, at that point Brandon, this was great. It was awesome to have you <laughs> back on the pod. Um, I appreciate your time, um, and I'm excited for you DJing at an yeah. event. That's that's super cool. Yes, uh, going to Gamescom. Yeah, hot, but you're familiar with Chicago summers. Yeah, it's already um, hot in here. So I'm yeah, very prepared. I'm sure if you're familiar with those, it's not gonna not gonna be a thing. Um, yeah. But Gamescom's fun. It's a blast. I've been a couple. Yeah, of times. I heard. I've heard some good. I heard to make sure I have good walking shoes because. Oh yeah, for a con yeah. like that, Gamescom yeah. is huge. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. Definitely good walking shoes. Stay hydrated. Mm -hmm. um, get some schnitzel. <laughs> some Kolsch. I don't know if you drink beer, but that's... that's I do. Shit. I will have to. I will have to. Kolsch is good. Um, anyway, <laughs> enjoy yourself, Brandon. Thank you yes. for coming on. Yes, Cheers. thank you. Appreciate Bye. it.